All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. I am super pumped We have because we have Olga in Bogdanova, and she was born and raised in Moscow, Russia. She started taking dance classes at the age of four and hasn't stopped dancing since. She's toured the world from Japan, Europe, Africa, the U.S., been with multiple dance companies, specialized in music, painting, sculpting, choreography. She has so many things on here that she's done. So like, as I'm just looking at it, I'm just like floored. Kickboxing, figure skating, CrossFit, horseback riding, and most recently, she competed in the tactical games. Not only does she do shooting, dancing, and everything else. Had a long and impressive portfolio in theater and independent film productions. And she also writes poetry. So y'all, we have a lot to talk about today. So Olga, take it away. Tell us your story. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Roman, first of all, thank you for having me on this. This is my first ever official podcast. You basically outlined, you know, my story. There are a few components to it. So I was born and raised in Russia. Uh, I got my specialist degree, which is like five-year degree in uh, public administration in Russia. With all the hobbies uh, you listed, I have to pay for them somehow. <laughs> As every little girl probably in Russia, I started, you know, taking dance at the age of four because this is what you're supposed to. There is no other way. As a girl, you're supposed to be a ballerina. You need to uh, know how to drink vodka. You need to have a pet bear, you know. Uh, as it happens for many of us, you know, you send a message, you start taking actions and opportunity presents uh, itself. So I was picked one of um, four people from my class to come to United States as an exchange student to get my master's degree in public administration. And I came here and I got it. I was offered a job and long story short, I ended up moving to United States. I love it. Awesome. <laughs> moving here and living Living where I am right now kind of presented a different kind of opportunity. I used to live in Moscow and Moscow is a lot like New York City. It's crazy. It's stressful. You spend so much time in traffic. There was so much time spent on that. But moving here, like, okay, where I live, there's not a lot of traffic and everything is very close. So I started collecting hobbies. This is where we're at. This is how I acquired the list that you're... That you're I just love listed. it. So I, I, have, I have to ask, obviously, coming to America, um, what was that experience like? It was very interesting. So my college back in Russia, Russia had a very strong English language program. How it was organized is that we had a, you know certain courses like economics, politics, marketing that were taught in English. By the time I came to the United States, I could speak about politics in English at length, but I didn't know how to ask how to get to the grocery store. A little bit of transition period in, uh, in terms of trying to acquire that everyday language. There's some things that were very different uh, from like a cultural standpoint. You know, when uh, I went to college in Russia, we always were required to have a like business casual professional attire when we come to university, to college. So imagine our shock when we showed up to class and, you know, it's a graduate program and everybody else is wearing pajamas <laughs> yeah. oh, or seeing girls on campus in the middle of winter. Okay, I'm Russian. I know winter. Seeing girls in campus in the middle of winter, I understand they're going from the dorm to class, but wearing flip-flops, every Russian grandma that I ever met in my life would have flipped if she saw that. <laughs> you do ballet and then you move into acting. So how did that transition happen? Acting and dance, they come hand in hand, right? If you just dance without any acting component to it, you're just doing tricks. And unfortunately, you can um, see it sometimes in uh, what's considered United States uh, competition dancing, you see super talented, incredible kids. They doing things, you look in them, do those things, and your body starts aching just from thought <laughs> yeah. of it. 
but it's a trick after trick after trick. And like, okay, what was that all about? What what advice would you give to people looking to do that to move into the acting world? Acting is very interesting in terms of how contradictory it is. You have to be so in touch with your emotions and so being willing and able to be vulnerable to actually be a good actor. But at the same time, you have to have the thickest skin in the world to succeed in this business. Otherwise, you'll get crushed because you will hear no 90% of the time. But so what? Everybody else you know who are A-list actors, they've heard no as much as you will or some even more. I want to know how you went from ballet to tactical shooting because the tactical games is not like an easy thing. It's a very intense competition. For those of you who don't know, I'm going to link it up in the show notes. You definitely should check it out. There are a few things happen. So in acting, obviously I have Russian accent. So I often been typecast you know, like you see a person, oh, that's a perf- perfect person for this role. I often be in typecast for Russian mercenary or some sort of assassin or Eastern European, you know, femme fatale with uh, the main assumption being I'm very proficient with martial arts, firearms, swords, knives, crossbows. You throw it at me. I'm supposed to know how to handle it. People just hand me the prop gun. They're like, well, don't point it at people unless it's in the scene that pointed at the person. <laughs> You know, don't pull the trigger unless it's in the scene. So, you you know, it's a close-up and you pull it in. Ever since I started being cast in those roles, like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Basically just stumbled over tactical games. But as soon as I heard about it, like, wow. And maybe over there I can learn something. Those little skills just by observing and maybe asking questions and asking somebody to let me hold the thing. And I saw tactical games. My jaw dropped. And when I saw tactical games and Every single obstacle would be like, okay, here you're dragging body out of the battlefield. Here is you bringing, you know, ammo and you're carrying those things. Here you're trying to, you know, go over obstacles and get to the higher ground. All of that kind of created a story and I want to be a part of it. I want to learn how to do it, knowing that I've never shot anything in my entire life. So you've never <laughs> shot a gun before this? No, never, never shot, never held a gun outside of their film sets, which were prop guns, not really guns. Never held a rifle. I shot gun for the first time in January of that year. I shot rifle for the first time two weeks before my first competition. Oh, wow. I entered competition. I was terrified. <laughs> That's awesome. Before each battle, but I I felt like I was adopted for a weekend by everybody. So so doing this shooting guns for the first time, um, what what was that experience like for you? It's definitely a lot harder than they show it in the movies. <laughs> It requires a lot of skill, but also I learned you cannot be arrogant with it because when I started to learn, right, it was in a class setting, you know, we set up the target, we talk with instructor, and then you're in the tactical games and you're like... (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Exhausted. And like your hands are shaking, your grip is gone. First question is, what is your favorite thing to do in the Christmas time? My favorite thing for Christmas used to be, my whole family is back in Russia, And my mom would come over here for Christmas and her and I uh, would go to New York City or, you know, somewhere here. And we walk the streets and we watch the lights and the trees. We go see some beautiful show. And just I love how cities are during the holiday time. They just 
they turn into this fairy tale. And mm. everybody you see on the streets, they have this feeling and sense of magic. And it's, I think it's incredible. It, I think it pulls all, uh, all of us out of their gray routine and turns us into kids a little bit again and making us believe in miracles, but miracles within ourselves. You know, this is how we just feel about everything. So. I love yeah. it. That's awesome. So next question is, what is one piece of advice you would give to anyone listening to the show? Something that I've been uh, reminding my, myself a lot lately is this two shall pass. And I, it might sound like cliche, especially in the current situation we're in, you get caught in this kind of endless routine and you see no light at the end of the tunnel. That's the thing. Sometimes all it takes is just one more day. And you wake up in the morning and there could be sun shining through the window and that will make you feel better. Just think that, know that everything is temporary and find it within yourself to do one more step and you'll see what's around the corner. So it's, you know, works kind of in optimistic way, but it also works the other way around, you know, with everything, when everything is perfect and fantastic, cherish it, appreciate it, because those things also change, capture the moment, capture this happiness, capture this love that's around you and carry it within our, yourself, because when the happy moment will pass and gray and dark moment will come, that will remind you that these two shall pass and we'll get you around the corner. So uh, final thing, tell everyone how they can connect with you, where they can find you, what you have going on. Okay, great. So you can find me on Instagram, Olga underscore and is Nancy underscore Bogdanova underscore actress. I believe that is. There we go. And I, I post everything there. All right, that's a wrap. So if you liked it, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listened at. And as always, thanks for listening. Keep it real.